right, guys, let's get down to business. My name is Tom Kyatt. For those of you who don't know me or are new to this podcast, I am a coach to executives. I am a coach to pro and amateur athletes, high level. I coach celebrities, everyday folks. And today, this is part one of four, Fitness and Conditioning Strategies 101. I'm going to give you the exact tools that help me win Mr. Natural Canada, become a Canadian natural, national champion, become one of the best pro natural bodybuilders in the world, and keep under 10% body fat seemingly forever. Where here I am, 51 years old. I'll tell you right now, I feel like a 29-year-old athlete. I look like a 29-year-old athlete. Maybe not the face, a little wrinkled, you know, a little receding hairline, but body feeling great. Now, I don't want to come across as bragging or showing off. Someone who didn't know me asked me on TikTok, hey, what are your credentials to be able to give advice with so much authority? I'm like, dude, aside from the fact that I've got a full kinesiology degree, I've learned from some of the best professors in the areas of sports physiology and science. We're talking about Dr. Gledhill, uh, Enzo Caffarelli, Tudor Bompa, look them up. Aside from the fact that I've trained for over 35 years, I've also worked with well over a thousand people directly. And here's what I can tell you. I don't have the greatest genetics. I'm not the strongest guy around. I don't have crazy stamina. My strengths, I know exactly what I want. I know exactly how to get there. I'm consistent and I'm persistent. So why do I mention this? This should excite you because we can all have those strengths. And if you, the listener right now, if you have those strengths, then all you got to do is put in the work and apply that work over time. One month down the road, three months down the road, six months, one year, you will have whatever you want, obviously within reason. So if I'm you, I want you to get fucking jacked up about this. I wish when I first started 16 years old that I had somebody guide me for those first three years when I was just starting. I went from 155 pounds soaking wet. I started December 3rd, 1986, my birthday. All of the equipment was set up. I was ready to go to 190 pounds by June of 1989. I was with no coach, no great nutritional plan. There was nothing available online because there was no internet. If I had a coach or at least this podcast, I would have probably been 205, 210 by the time I was 19 years old. Now understand I'm 510. That would be pretty big. Now some people don't want to get that big. The point I'm trying to make is with the proper application of the right knowledge, you can do amazing things efficiently. The other thing, if I were you listening to this podcast, take notes. I would also reach out to me with a bunch of questions. People don't realize that I'm on Zoom every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. It's on my link at ultimatemensplaybook.com, answering questions, giving guidance for free. Now, that's not a sales job. It's 30 minutes of my week. It's not a big deal. It's my way of giving back. So for those of you with courage to reach out, by all means, do so. If no one's on the call, it's no skin off my back. But if you're on the call, even by yourself, you've got my time, like totally focused 30 minutes. Now, let's get back to part one, theory and methodology of training. I'm going to go over four points in part one, frequency, intensity, duration, and recuperation. If you are listening to this and you want to put on some muscle, then listen closely. If you want to preserve your muscle and do so efficiently, this is for you. If you want to increase your conditioning, look and feel better, perfect. The point is this information is applicable to most goals. You'll get something out of this. Now, back when I was 16 years old, I really didn't know what I was doing. I bought a York barbell set. It had a bench, 
It had a leg extension. It had a hamstring attachment. They were cheap. I had one barbell, two adjustable dumbbells, and maybe 100 pounds of weights. The plan was simple. Three sets of 10, bench press, rows, shoulder press, bicep curls, leg extensions, hamstring curls. I didn't even do abs. All I knew was this, have good form, aim for 11 reps. If I got 11 reps on an exercise, the next day I would increase the weight on any particular lift. I would train Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Remember, we're talking about frequency of training here. 30 to 40 minutes a day, three times a week. The frequency of training was low. I had four days of the week to recuperate. Now understand, I was 16, 17 years old. I would turn up the music. First song I ever listened to training was Black Sabbath's Iron Man. I put on, um, in one year, like 20 pounds of muscle. I'm going from 155 to 175. Those were steroid-like gains without the steroids. Why? My body was never exposed to any sort of training, number one. Number two, I had tons of testosterone running through me being that young. If you were a novice to weight training, I don't care what age you are, dude, I'm excited for you. You are going to make massive changes quickly. If you're 18 to 29, from a testosterone standpoint, dude, I'm excited for you as well, like even more so. If you're 30 to 38, you're in the window where you can develop your peak strength. Once again, I'm very excited for you. If you're beyond 38 years old, you're fucked. Now, the reality is at this age, you're going to have to have the wisdom to train smarter. And with this information applied, I'm excited for you as well. Now, my second year, age 17 to 18, I started reading the bodybuilding magazines. Uh, that was the Lee Haney era, era, arguably the best bodybuilder ever. There I was introduced to a few things. Number one, different exercises. That was good. And number two, I was exposed to promos, left, right, and center for protein powders. This was good too because I understood the need to up my protein. The drawback of this was they were trying to sell their products. And like a dummy, I bought their shit. Understand something. Back then, protein powder tasted like eggs. It stunk. You opened up the container like, fuck, I don't even want to eat this. I had to mask the flavor of the protein with bananas. Otherwise, you'd, you'd basically regurgitate it. You'd throw up. Yeah, so I masked the flavor with bananas, peanut butter, brown cow, chocolate syrup, and a lot of it. My shake ended up becoming a weight gainer formula instead of a protein supplement. And number three, I saw the routines of champions. Guys who were on steroids who could afford to train six days per week for two hours per day. Guess what I started to do? I trained six hour, uh, days a week for an hour a day. Those heavy shakes that I was drinking... I'm going to tell you, I needed the calories because I was working so hard. That second year, with all of the effort that I uh, was putting in, I gained 10 pounds, going from 175 to 185. Not quite the same progress as my first year. You think with that sort of training, the results would have been way more significant. 10 fucking pounds is 10 fucking pounds, though. And I went from a nobody in the eyes of uh, my own eyes to somebody very quickly. The price you pay to look better is 100% worth it. Because I gotta tell you, I had low self-esteem. I was skinny, I had no legs. To put on that kind of muscle, I started walking around feeling better about myself. But let's get back to the frequency again. I was training every day. I was getting tired. I didn't allow my body to recuperate fully to make the most of the gains. The only reason why I was accelerating 
Excelling was my calorie intake was high with the added protein. I was sleeping a lot like any 17 year old would do. And I had that youthful testosterone working for me. If I had lowered my frequency of training to something a little more reasonable, let's say four days a week, I guarantee you I would have been bigger. I guarantee you I would have been stronger and way more efficient with my time without the added risk of injury from overtraining. Third year, more is better, right? I didn't know what I was doing. Six days a week uh, for an hour became two hour day workouts. I went from 185 to 190. I started slowing down. My fourth year, 190 to 195. That, at that time, I was in university. I had access to all of the equipment. Only five pounds, and this was at 20 years old. My fifth year, 21 years old, I got to 200 pounds. 22, during my peak phase of testosterone, when I should have been like fucking massive for my training, 205, another five pounds. Then something dawned on me. I was plateauing often and stagnant, frustrated, tired, sore all the time, no progress. I had nagging little injuries. It was only when university training center that I was going at was closed for a week during reading week or closed for two weeks during Christmas holidays that I had to take the time off. Every single time I returned, I was stronger and resumed progress. Here's what I noticed. The frequency of training I had was way too high and that's lesson number one. I should have backed off. I was better off training three days a week. You don't grow in the gym. I repeat, you do not grow in the gym. You provide the stimulus, you walk away, and you let your body recuperate during rest. It was 1992. I believe that uh, we, my buddy and I, I'm saying my buddy because he was my workout partner, my best friend. We saw pictures of Mr. Olympia Dorian Yates from one year to another where he made astonishing, shocking gains. That was when I discovered high-intensity training. The premise of high-intensity training was that if you trained until failure on your sets, you didn't need to do as much sets. You didn't need to train as hard. When you increase your intensity, frequency must come down. Key point. When you increase your intensity, where you go to near failure, your frequency, meaning the number of days, the number of sets, it must come down. We went from six days a week, two hours per day, to four days a week, 45 minutes a day. We went from 12 hours of training weekly to three hours of week, a week training. I went from one, a 205 to 215 that year, 10 pounds. The training frequency was low. My squat went from 405, which was good, four plates aside, to 475 ass to grass for five or six reps. My bench press, three plates aside, 315 for one, went to 315 for eight on the incline. It was ridiculous. My shoulder press went from 185 for one rep to 275 for five on the military press, which is unbelievably beast mode. I would take my buddy who was 200 pounds and I would basically gorilla slam press him like the ultimate warrior in the cafeteria just to show off. He was easy to pick up at 200 pounds, probably more because he had his jeans on and a sweat top. My leg press went from 800 uh, pounds for reps, 10 reps, to 1,100 pounds for 25 reps. More is not better. 
This is a key concept in economics, but not strength training. Frequency, intensity, and duration are all interrelated. So when you increase your intensity and you train your muscles beyond the capacity with which you could previously perform, your body will adapt from that stimulus as long as you feed it the nutrients it needs and, and you rest. The duration of your session, therefore, must come down. The number of days you train must come down as well. Right now at 51, I'm making gains again. Guess how often I'm training? Pretty much three days a week, and some days it's two days a week, just like when I was making my biggest gains. Guess how long I'm training? The workouts are exactly 43 minutes, just like when I first started and I was making my biggest gains. Now at 51, you need to be super smart with your recuperation. You need to be very good with your sleep, really good with your nutrients, your training intensity. You need to prevent injury. You need to hydrate yourself. But what if you could master all of that? What if you could master all of these factors at age 40 or even better, 30, or when you first begin training? Imagine how much further you'd get in a much more efficient manner. My training intensity is challenging. I'm going to share with you some of it in the upcoming podcast episodes, some tactics to maximize that intensity without burning out or getting injured. But with this intensity of training, I must lower the frequency of training to allow my body to adapt and get stronger. The duration of the workout must also get lower. I know I'm sounding repetitive, but that's just the way it is. 43 minutes max. Now, if you're wondering what the workout looks like, or more importantly, what that might look like for you, Get on the Zoom call with me. Ask away, ultimatemensplaybook.com. Look for the Zoom link on my site. The goal is to create a group of um, guys who are crushing it with their fitness and their lives, a community of kick-ass individuals who want the best for themselves and their families. Do me a favor. I want to know how you're doing. I want to know what you're doing. I want to know how you're training so I can help you make some progress. Hey, listen. If you don't want to take that advice, you don't want to get on the call, no big deal. But I'm going to tell you right now, this podcast alone, what we just shared today, I want you to start gearing your training towards um, applying it. Take a look at Dorian Yates' stuff online. Take a look at Mike Menster's stuff online. Um, look up a guy like Tudor Bompa, T-U-D-O-R-B-O-M-P-A. He was a master. Here's the guy that I learned from and challenged left, right, and center constantly in university. Find out what they have to say. Another guy, Dr. Fred Hatfield. Another guy, Stan Efferding. They say the same stuff that I do. Get your facts right and apply it. I'm going to tell you, more is not better, and that should excite you. Better is better. And if you do it with the right frequency, the right intensity, the right duration, you are going to fucking kick ass over and out. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Subscribe, share with your friends, and be sure to check out the Ultimate Men's Playbook available now at Amazon.com.